You're listening to Marcus Sahaba Online Radio Podcast. You join us on Pertinence of Punctuated, Alhamdulillah, Pertinence of Punctuated, a program uh, that features, uh, mashallah, two of our prominent alims. Uh, starting off with uh, Sheikh Shreem Maida and, uh, you know, the topic being uh, controlling aggression. And uh, Sheikh Shreem Maida is a Medina University graduate. He is also a astute businessman. He's an um, imam of a, a musalla there in the, the Durban beachfront, known as the sales. He's also, alhamdulillah, someone that does a lot of humanitarian work, and lecturing and uh, so forth. Sheikh Shreem Maida, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. And jazakallah khair for joining us on the platforms of Marcus Sahaba, the voice of the Ahlus Sunnah wal Jama'ah. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh to my uh, brother Shafat Ahmed Khan and all the dear listeners of Marcus Sahaba this evening, the voice of Alus Sunnah wal Jama'ah. Alhamdulillah, what a beautiful evening that we're having and also. Thing that uh, we have started already the first of uh, Hijjah, and uh, I know certain areas starting today, certain areas start tomorrow, depending on the sighting of the moon. But Alhamdulillah, is all the beauty. We say also, Shaf, uh, this is the month of the youth, as uh, uh, is so called, and where we had uh, the youth day just uh, the past week. And um, when you're talking about youth day in South Africa, Shaf, we're talking about people celebrating. Uh, the youth of uh, uh, Shedville in that time. And uh, then also on our side, Shaf, so we need to be, uh, as Muslims, celebrate certain issues of this sort. As, um, you know, Youth Month comes, we need to actually acknowledge some youth that did a lot of good work, you know. I always say, Shaf, if you speak about uh, Cristiano Ronaldo, Lionel Messi, uh, Tendurka and the rest of that, then people will know exactly what you're talking about. But in the same token, if you ask about Ma'az and Ma'awid, no one will give you a hearing because they don't know what you're talking about. So, I mean, it's the youth as well. Uh, that in the time of Nabi Muhammad, they could not take uh, the insults that Abu Jahal was actually directing upon Nabi and the believers. And these two youngsters, very young, they went on the bat of Badr. And uh, they were asking people, who is uh, Abu Jahal? You know, and uh, when I asked one of the prominent Sahaba, he said, but why are you asking about Abu Jahal, you little child? And he says, no, because the instance is actually direct to Anabi Sallam and uh, our deen. We cannot take it anymore. We want to meet him because it's either when we meet him, it's either we get murdered or it's either Abu Jahal gone. And uh, a few moments later, another youngster also comes in. And uh, says the same thing. So the, the youngsters were Mu'az and Mu'awid. And they are, these are the youngsters, Shaf, that brought down Abu Jahal. So you're talking about the youth and the impact of the youth. And the battle of Badr, the youth did what they had to do. And they brought down Abu Jahal. And now forget about that. We're talking about the rituals that are having now, we're having now, which is Hajj. Also, we speak about the youth. And we talk about the young man, Ismail, alayhi salatu was salam. Who, when his father comes to him and says, I had a vision that Allah is, saying, is, is telling me that I must sacrifice you for his pleasure. And he says, Yeah, but if Allah, my father, you do as you've been command, commanded, and you find me uh, having patience in you fulfilling the commands of Allah, which was amazing. You look at the youngster actually accepting. Uh, the commands of Allah are to be passed on him. And now look at what happens after that, after everything, uh, you know, after every action, there's a good reaction. 
And the action at this moment was to accept the commands of Allah Ta'ala, which he was supposed to be slaughtered. And the reaction, Allah Ta'ala gives the lamb that was raised in Jannah, now which is a replacement. You no longer need to uh, sacrifice your children, but you can sacrifice the animals that Allah Ta'ala has given you, which was a beauty. And look, there's more even driving to that uh, action as well. The angels have got fascinated. They started screaming, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar. And Ibrahim comes and answers, La ilaha illallahu, Allahu Akbar. And finally, when the victory comes in, Ismail seals up the beauty takbir by saying, Allahu Akbar, walillahi alhamd. So definitely every action has a reaction. And when you're talking about aggression and not being aggressive, this is the kind of ibadah that stops you from being aggressive in the sense you need to handle the animal's gentleness. As our Nabi said, Fatibu biha nafsan, you must make sure you be extremely gentle when it comes to slaughtering these animals because you're giving this uh, as a sacrifice to Allah Ta'ala. So it has to be done in accordance to how Allah Ta'ala commands us. So everybody that is doing this ritual of sacrifice, make sure you do it to the best of your ability by following and obeying the commands. And just remember, it's not about quantity, uh, it's about quality. So if you're sending uh, 20 sheep in Malawi so that people must have the meat, cut it down to 15, same amount of money, and let the money go in in acquiring the quality animals that you slaughter for the, for the pleasure of Allah Ta'ala. Remember, Ismail was a quality son of Ibrahim It could have been easier for Allah to say to Ibrahim Oh Ibrahim, go look around uh, and find a son from a poor home and you can compensate them with anything so that they allow you to take the son, you can slaughter the son for the pleasure of Allah. But Allah says, I want your son that you love the most. So it's about quality. So if we're doing it, Let's make sure we understand that quality is what Allah wants when it comes to Qurbani Shaf. Yes, uh, Sheikh Shuraimada, you know, picking on a very important quality of a son that is so obedient to his father, a son that, you know, that was told uh, by his father, I saw in a dream, and he said, oh, you know, and he uh, brought faith in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala without even questioning his father. And we know the role that shaitan played in uh, trying to uh, dissuade uh, Ibrahim alayhi salam, Ismail alayhi salam, and also uh, to Hajar uh, uh, alayhi salam, and telling her, you know, you know what your husband is going to do? He's going to do certain things and this and that. And uh, But Alhamdulillah, uh, you know, we as um, the House of Islam says, uh, you know, perhaps one of the greatest sacrifices in the annals of history and Allah has given us uh, as uh, Muslims the opportunity of uh, commemorating uh, that uh, moment in time and uh, that uh, type of ritual. And also, uh, Alhamdulillah, when you're looking at the, the rituals of Hajj and all that, uh, these are all you know, many say Sunnatul Ibrahim also. And then, you know, when you look at, uh, you go for Hajj, it's another um, a test of your patience, your tolerance. Uh, when you go there, uh, you know, when you go through all the uh, uh, hardships too, uh, when you're performing your Hajj. But maybe today it's changed, but I'm talking about the many years ago when people used to go there and when they go to the Jamarat and uh, many used to lose their temper. And it was there and then uh, that you needed to control your aggression and so forth because uh, the tempers were rising because uh, you are being pushed uh, right to the hilt at times. And then you used to get these uh, different groups that pushing at each other, coming from different directions and so forth. And, you know, that quality of uh, controlling aggression, uh, Sheikh Shoy Maida, also, you know, you talk about the context of uh, the youth in this country. 
very ag- aggressive indeed. Uh, reason being uh, some of the uh, uh, factors uh, that uh, bring out this in- aggression is having too much of beer, having maybe, uh, you know, different types of intoxicants, alcohol, and uh, maybe, you know, talking about the uh, uh, marijuana and all these uh, different factors bringing about uh, aggression. And also, aggression can also come through because of a poverty. And, you know, all these things uh, uh, is, is like a factor that is in a cauldron in this country. And uh, perhaps, you know, the points that I've given you, Sheikh Shaif, uh, Shaif Maida, your thoughts. No, no, definitely, Shaf. You know, when you talk about this, really, aggression has to be put one side. As you said, in our country, uh, most of the youth are really aggressive, you know, talking about the amount of uh, exposure to drugs and alcohol and the rest of that, and then lack of also uh, parents having time for their children where you can sit on them uh, and, and, and teach them manners and actually show them, guide them through a life. Uh, that always gone completely out because... Now the mother will have to work, the father will have to work to make the ends meet. So which is lacking time, uh, what we may call quality time with our children. And in talking about this, Shaf, you know, you was just speaking about Dibi Ajara, that uh, Shaitan goes and approaches her and even uh, tries and approach Ibrahim, so that he mustn't fulfill this ritual. Uh, so you look at all that, Shaf, I want to bring in what you said, you know, you, ha- you don't have to be aggressive actually to uh, fulfill the command of Allah, you need to be very gentle and extremely gentle. If you look at there in the Jamarat Shaf way, uh, Ibrahim had to hurt uh, the shaitan of pebbles. You know, he could have easily picked up a brick to stone shaitan. But I mean, that could have been like, you know, you're scaring him, you know, you, you're actually showing that shaitan is, is, is stronger, so he needs a brick. But what he did by picking up small pebbles was just like a, an act of uh, despising shaitan to say as fierce as I think as you are and as strong as you, you think you are. But to me, I, are you equipment with a small pebble that I can throw on you as an insult? So definitely that was that. And that's where we throw those pebbles, not big bricks uh, throwing towards shaitan. And as you said, Shaf, they, you need actually to be very gentle. You know, as you said, the past years, uh, people have lost their lives when it comes to the Jamarat area. And more especially because it comes to uh, uh, some kind of uh, what we call excitement, where people get excited, now it's time to go apart shaitan, and they all want to go in numbers at the same time. And that causes stampede at the uh, same moment. Whereby if actually we take it very easy, our deen is very easy and not too sophisticated, sophisticated as we take it. Where you have to do things in a gentle and a calm manner, where you hand up no issues where there will be stampede. Because you allow somebody space where they can go and actually uh, do the parting and also you go thereafter. But don't just push and squeeze in because this is what causes actually a lot of uh, uh, issues, losing tempers as such. Because somebody is concentrating and they're reading the word and one just comes and pushes them from the back and bashes them. They fall on somebody else and that goes into somebody else. Definitely if that one in the front gets upset, looks at this one, the same person also will look back to say, I'm upset, you pushed me. So that actually spoils the whole uh, essence of ibadat itself. So this applies to us even here. You know, when issues come, confront you, you have to be very calm about it and deal with it in a very calm and best possible manner. And you make sure there's no aggression used in all that. In that way, you're going to resolve issues without having anything. If you look at the level of aggression, that's here, Shaf. Uh, even when you're driving on the road, people are already pissed off. You don't know with what, you know. So if something happens on the road, people out of uh, road rage, also they just pull up the gun and shoot somebody and kill somebody. So it tells you 
that, you know what, we need to calm down out of the, all the times and make sure our moves are well calculated in the sense of understanding that we do things only uh, for the pleasure of Allah Ta'ala and following and obeying the teachings of Nabi Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam upon us. Yes, uh, Sheikh Sherimadha, well said there, and uh, you're talking about aggression. And uh, people, I think, uh, you know, it gives us an ideal opportunity as Muslims, uh, you know, to show the better side of ourselves when you find a person aggressive and all that. Just ignore him, put your head down, and uh, perhaps, you know, the person say, oh, uh, you know, not to say, oh, right, you know, we are cowardice and all that. Perhaps, you know, when everything calms down, and you can talk to the person and, uh, you know, maybe even give them dawah and tell them, you know, this aggression thing comes through because, uh, you know, Satan or Shaitan likes to incite this type of ego in people that I'm better than you, I got one over you and all that. And sometimes, you know, uh, it's better to walk away than to get into these arguments because uh, unnecessarily lives are also lost in this aggression. Whilst you're talking about, you know, pelting of uh, the Jamarat, I was thinking about, uh, you know, Dawud salam taking on uh, Jalut. And, you know, and the same story here. He hit him with the three pebbles, I think. One, two, three with the sling, and he's there. One shot in the middle, and he was down. Uh, perhaps, you know, uh, thinking a bit deeply there, but uh, your thoughts? No, no, definitely, Sharp. If you want to show your enemy that you're better than him, you know, you don't bring up or weapon that when they see them and start running away. You know, then you're scaring them, but show them that you're not. I got no time for you, so rather small purpose. And you see, because now in that rage, you think it's going to be a big one. It knocks you the small thing and you're down completely. So, you know, that's how Allah made it sharp. You know, we have to be very gentle and uh, always not too aggressive in our approach when it comes to issues. We can be aggressive at certain times, but, you know, direct it to the good energies, to the positive energies, that aggression but not aggression that is direct with negative energies, then it causes a lot of problems instead of resolving issues. So as I said, Shav, direct your uh, aggression in the right energies. That way, inshallah, it's going to go towards building and making something better. That at the end of the day, everybody will appreciate yourself, you appreciate, and a lot I will love you for that, Shav. Now, uh, Sheikh Shari Maida, whilst you're talking, I was thinking about aggression. No one had more aggression than the uh, those uh, warring tribes in uh, the Arabian Peninsula when Nabi Muhammad Sallallahu was there, the Quraysh and all these uh, Banu Hashim and all the different tribes getting together. And over the most trivial, uh, the trivial things, they used to go to battle. They just look for an excuse to get angry and to give it to each other. And, you know, imagine our Nabi Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam coming into that arena uh, I mean, growing up in that environment of aggression, anger, fighting, uh, you know, jahiliya mode and all that. But there he came and he's got this aggressive, you know, uh, all these aggressive tribes. Uh, he managed to quell them, bring them down, uh, give them the message of Islam. And these same uh, big aggressors, he took that aggression and he put it, uh, focused it towards the defense of Islam, focused it into such a manner that they uh, use their power and the might that they used to have. And, you know, in, 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 the, in the part of jihad, and uh, many agreed and uh, many disagreed. But uh, this was uh, the, uh, the, you know, the type of environment our, of, uh, that our Nabi grew in. Perhaps your thoughts on that, you know, it was such a volatile uh, uh, people that 
Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam managed to subdue them with the message of la ilaha illallah Muhammadur Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam Sheikh Mokashwai by that. You know, Chef, definitely, you know, when you're speaking about it, it brings in a lot of memories, a lot in the uh, history of Islam as well. You know, that you must remember, you cannot put fire with, uh, off fire with, with fire, you know, or you put fuel on the fire to bring it down. You know, you have to bring water or something that is coming uh, towards the direction that fire thrives. That's how you put fire down. So the same, Nabi Sallam, when he came in Shaf, he came to the tribes and the nations that were too aggressive. They loved aggression. You know, that was what they lived for, because the moment you're very aggressive and you win over that, then you become the almighty, the big one amongst the people. And uh, even if you look on Abisa, who had this actually aggression directed to him at one moment, even in five, where actually he lost some of his Mubarak tooth. And um, even this is the same moment that uh, you look at this, the beauty of having on Abisa, where Allah says, we did not send you except to show a message to the entire universe. That's actually to diffuse aggression. So when it came to that moment, Shaf uh, Jibreel والسلام, came to Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and says, Oh Nabi of Allah, you have a choice. You can make dua that Allah destroys all these people for them, actually ill-treating you and actually causing a lot of harm and heartache and pain to you. And what did Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam say? He said, no. I don't need to do that. One day, inshallah, I'll make dua that Allah to guide this nation and they become Muslims. You know, it was totally different because uh, Jibreel did say, look, Nuh alayhi salatu wasalam did uh, raise his hands when it came to the point like that, where he said, Rabbi la tadhar ala al-arud min al-kafirina dayara. Ya Rabb, do not even live on earth one single beacon that shows a house of non-believers. Innaka in tadhar hum yudhillu ibadak. Because if you leave them, they will still go astray and go mislead people against your, uh, against your ibadat. And they will never give birth to any children or any offsprings except for the children that will have a lot of mischief and disbelief in you, Allah Ta'ala. You know, so Nuh did make that one. And Allah opened up the doors, uh, you know, with, of rains and uh, destroyed everybody, including his son. God destroyed. So in this case, our Nabi was given that option. But look at his uh, actually a reason of being found with his message to the entire universe. He says, no, we make dua that Allah Ta'ala must soften their hands and become good Muslims. They go to five is Muslims. So people accepted Islam through that because our Nabi did not fire up uh, aggression with another uh, force of aggression towards them. Even Islam teaches us about that. You know, we don't just go start attacking nations, attacking these people and the rest of that. We try and talk to people, we compromise with the people, and we come and sit on the table and find a solution uh, to any problems that are there. But now when it comes to the moment where there is no solution and they're still attacking you, then for us it's not about attacking, it's a matter of defending ourselves, and that's how it works for us, for us Muslims, Shaf. Yes, actually, Maida, you know, when you talk about, uh, you know, the, uh, these uh, scenarios, it, you know, it makes a lot of sense. And also, you know, when, as we move on and uh, we look at our children uh, going to schools and so forth, and, you know, perhaps uh, this um, aggressive culture uh, has a lot to do with uh, the type of propaganda that's, uh, you know, uh, put through uh, media or the, the, the media houses or these uh, movie houses of, uh, and the te television uh, uh, houses of uh, the Western, uh, you know, encouraging uh, uh, violence, uh, encouraging these uh, 
uh, wrestling and, uh, you know, fighting. And even if you look at all these uh, different types of games uh, that they are selling, it's all about ag- aggression, finding an enemy, killing people, desensitizing our, our children to death and so forth. So that when they look at even, uh, you know, people dying, it's like, oh, one of those things. But their minds have been captured by these people who really want to turn uh, human beings into morons and uh, non-thinkers and, you know, just uh, people, uh, you know, indulging in uh, the uh, in the in, in this meretricious world, uh, Sheikh Shweik Maida. How, you know, we have uh, the uh, formula, we have, uh, you know, we say, A'udhu Billahi Minash Shaitanir Rajeem, Bismillah Rahman Rahim. We seek a refuge uh, from uh, the uh, curse of Satan and we begin in the name of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But we need to live it. We need to, you know, there's a, a different rules and regulations which will make that formula work. It's easy to give it lip service, but to walk the talk of uh, seeking refuge from uh, uh, Satan, the curse of Satan, you need to do certain things. And if you can do that properly, then and only then the formula will work, uh, Sheikh Shreem. Either your thoughts. No, definitely, Shafa, you know, as you're just saying, you know, the same, it, it applies to the same uh, pattern where you're sitting at home and uh, you are hungry, you want to eat some food, you got your food in the fridge and some maybe in the freezer. You not just sit there and say, Allah, feed me, I'm hungry, I need my tummy to be full. Definitely, you have to wake up and go see what you can do in the fridge. If there's much in the freezer that you could do less than uh, what is in the fridge where you start peeling uh, the onions and uh, cleaning and the rest of that, you go in the freezer, you just bring up and put in micro, you look for which one is easier. So the same, you know, when it comes to Audhu Billahi Minash Shaitan Rajim, seeking refuge from Allah from Shaitan, uh, whose custom is actually to mislead people's mind, then you need to understand what is it that uh, I want uh, help from Allah Ta'ala and how do I help myself before I reach that uh, point of getting that help. Then definitely it becomes much, much easier for you. Because if you know that Allah Ta'ala don't do A, B, C, D, F, G, but you go through the same channel, then you come and say, Allah, help me from Shaitan because I don't want to be, uh, you know, taken away my spirit to be driving away, then definitely you're bluffing yourself because you're going through the same channel. You know, how could you say, you say your own religion, my own religion, they don't read Salah, you don't read Salah, they don't give Zakat, you don't give Zakat, you don't do anything that's good, they don't do anything that's good, then you want to isolate yourself from them. You can't because it's the same kind of uh, setup in life, so the same. We have to make sure we understand what help do I need from Allah Ta'ala and what uh, is it the harms of for me uh, not to seek that help and uh, the channels that I have to go through in order for me to acquire that help from Allah Ta'ala. Then once we do that and we start seeking help, definitely we'll be able to understand. Similar, Chef, when you're going to become a driver, first thing you taught about the road signs and the rest of that. So you come to understand which are dangerous uh, warning road signs and which ones are moderate and which ones actually you cannot ignore but also the signs then once you do that when you start learning to drive after that you've seen the signs then you know exactly what you're doing on the road so this is how we should be we need to understand Allah Ta'ala and see what he wants and what he likes from us and from there we seek shaitan to say yeah, Allah protect shit protect me from shaitan uh, th- that he must not mis- misguide me from doing what is right at the moment. But don't be on the wrong side and then you ask Allah to, sh- to, to, to save you from shaitan because you're already sitting on that path shaft.
You know, Sheikh Shoei Maida, you look at uh, the uh, fast-paced uh, life that we're leading in, uh, people getting into technology, the computers are getting faster and everything. You know, it's all on the turn. If you want your food to you, you put it in the microwave or oven or you put it in the air fryer and so forth, and it's done instantaneously and everything is done in the speed. You don't even masticate your food properly. And I was thinking the benefit of those, you know, all the prophets, alayhi uh, salam, you know, were shepherds. They used to spend quality time out in the field, tending to the cattle, looking, you know, around nature and all that, you know, adding to the, uh, you know, the, you know the, 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 the powerfulness of your physiology and also your spirituality. Uh, you know, how, perhaps the youth, you know, we got our youth, we should be perhaps taking them back to the mountains and the green pastures and let them grow the way kids should grow. Don't, you know, push them into a fast-forward mode. What's your thoughts on that, Sheh? Chef, it's a, it's a losing battle, I mean, but it's a good thing to do. Why I'm saying it's a losing battle, Chef, is because now we've grown our children in the cities. They haven't been out of the cities. All they know is the malls and the shopping centers and the rest of that. That even if you try and take your children to the Kruger National Park for holiday, they'll tell you it's boring. Because simply they don't see the reason why are they there. You know, we've cut them out from nature completely and uh, they don't understand. You take them, they say, but why you took me here? Because there's nothing I can see. I don't need to be seeing all these animals and the rest of that. But take them to Santon City, they're very happy because there's shops here, they have ice cream here, they have this there, and there's Wi-Fi all over. And that's the nature how we have created it. So what I'm saying is the losing battle is we need to start teaching our children to understand, you know, that a lot has spoken about nature, you know, about animals itself. Give examples, even uh, um, uh, the camel, or Allah mentions about it. Can they take a look at the uh, camel, how it has been created, you know, the duties of a camel, how it walks in the, di- in, in the desert and it does, his hopes will not sink in the sand and yet they're very heavier than a human being, a human battle to walk in the desert sand. You know, these are the issues we, uh, we should be actually explaining to them. Look at the trees themselves that they come in. Why are the trees there? We use them for fire, actually, uh, for energy. And also the same trees have a different use where it picks up all your carbon, carbon dioxide and it breathes out oxygen. So there is a collaboration between trees and ourselves. So you look at the seas and the oceans and the alternation of day and night and even the rocks and mountains. And, you know, if you start putting all the reasons why these kind of creations are there and teaching the children, this is what the Quran says about the mountain, this is what the Quran says about the trees, and the rest of that, definitely maybe we can bring back that kind of love uh, to the kids, they will start understanding, now. okay, when I see a tree, I don't just see a tree, but I'm seeing, you know, um, my opposite, you know, way I breathe, uh, carbon dioxide out and the tree takes that in and then it throws oxygen and I take that oxygen. So that way there will be also respect to nature because you understand the role that nature plays to your uh, livelihood. So this is what we need to be doing, Shaf. And once we start doing that, definitely we can be able to actually move our children from the fast moving world of actually a lot of e- evil and uh, uh, egos that are boosting people to say me up the base of technology and the rest of that, we can uh, surpass all that together and actually come back to understanding who Allah Ta'ala is and why he created and the reason of the creation, Shah. 
Yeah, Shwe Maida, you made me a chuckle there when you said, yeah, the children, you take them to the Kruger National Park. Hey, where you brought me here, yeah, it's so quiet and uh, so forth. I can just Google that or I can go on the YouTube. I can see the, all the same animals. I can see them in, in my privacy of my home and more safe than being here yeah, in, the, in the danger zone. Uh, perhaps uh, you've got a point there, Sheikh Shwe Maida. As usual, really enjoyed your company uh, this evening. And Alhamdulillah, Allah bless you for that. Uh, perhaps your parting words uh, before I let you go. Rashaf, uh, this month of the Hijjah teaches us actually to be actually not aggressive. We have to be calm and gentle in what we in, in how we do things. Same when it comes to Ibadat, how we do our families and our neighbors and everybody around us in our communities. The same coming up to Kurbani, we have to be gentle because that's what we are. Our Nabi was very gentle, a gentle soul that broke down the aggression of the Arabs with simplicity of gentleness that allowed us giving him. So let's adapt that kind of culture and inculcate it in our lives. And inshallah, this world will be a better place. Jazakallah khair, Jazakallah khair to you, Sheikh Shaymaida. Inshallah, Allah make everything cool, calm, collected for us as a Muslim. And whatever we do, let we maybe do it in a manner that pleases Allah most. Yes, Sheikh, you have a blessed evening. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Yes, our Sheikh Shoy Maida there keeping us up to speed. Well, I can tell you it's time for us to go for a break. When you get back, inshallah, we'll be joined by Maulana Salim Karim.